Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is virus versus consumer strength. I am joined today by my distinguished colleagues who I'm very thankful for as we're in the month of November and Thanksgiving is fast approaching. Uh, My distinguished colleagues, Bobby Norman, Trey Booth, Ashley Page, and Adam Van Zandt. Thoroughly enjoy working with them and we've had a great meeting this morning. I also want to say a big thank you to uh, Felicia Ludlam, who puts all these vlogs together, uh, sees to it, it goes through compliance, so that we can get it to you and give you information. And also, Brian Collins with Atomic. Uh, Brian does a phenomenal job in the quality you see here. He cleans us up extremely well, and we thank you for that. With that, I want to start off here by talking about the economics, the virus, and will the consumers step up during these times to get this economy moving forward? Bobby, you brought up some great dialogue in our discussion this morning. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Greg, uh, the strength of the U.S. consumer will be the key focus this week. We'll get some big box retailers reporting earnings, and hopefully we'll get a, get a good look of, of the consumer trends heading into the holiday season. And so we'll also get retail sales numbers for October This could be the sixth straight month of higher retail sales, which is very important. The market cares about these reports because 68% of our economy is consumer spending. Yeah, and Bobby, let let me interrupt you here from a standpoint. I think we've only got seven weeks left and we're into 2021. So if ever the consumer is going to be spending during the holidays, it's fast approaching. Yeah, and it's especially important because we're facing two headwinds. Uh, One, the lack of a second stimulus from Washington. And then also, obviously, with the virus coming back in the news, in fact, over the weekend, actually yesterday on Sunday, the state of Michigan stopped all school, in-person school learning, and then also stopped or closed all restaurants for three weeks. And this is a big deal because restaurants are still 14% behind in terms of sales from this point last year. So that's important because that means jobs. Oh, absolutely. And the other point I'll just make here, when people talk about closing of restaurants, they think about the owners. Uh, they think about the personnel, but there's a huge rippling effect when it comes to the, the you know, the food products, uh, wine. I think wine sales are down in because of restaurants. Uh, the public's buying wine, but because restaurants are not selling wine as much as they usually do, it's impacted that industry. So a lot of rippling effect. It's not just that restaurant closing down that affects the community. It has a rippling effect across the country. Adam, you we we're talking about the virus versus consumer spending. You know, people are very afraid of what's going on with the, the virus. At the same time, though, uh, we're looking at consumers are out there, they're wearing their mask, uh, they're spending money. Uh, w- with that, how's the market in terms of what range are we in right now? Yeah, appreciate it, Greg. And like you said, Friday's close came in at 3585 on the S&P 500. Yes. We are now looking at a resistance level of 3660 with a support level of 3480. Okay. Back to Bobby's point, with this momentum in the market and more of a bullish tone, it's really important to kind of hone in on the consumer. So of course, next week we have Thanksgiving coming up, which will be followed by Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And it's gonna be really important to see if consumer confidence starts to build throughout the rest of the year. And not only that, will companies take this online shopping to a new standard and start to push out more of that type of sales, retail sales in their industries. 
Well, I, I think those are very valid points, and we're seeing a lot of strength in the market in terms of uh, across the board. At the same time, though, people will say to us when we talk about consumer spending versus the virus, uh, we'll, we'll have them say, yeah, but consumers can spend money, but they also need jobs. And actually, you interjected some facts about job opportunities in relation to the consumer this morning. Uh, glad to uh, discuss that, Greg. We've got a lot of job openings across the country. As a matter of fact, it's pretty amazing when you look at it and you hear a lot of the news on television. It just doesn't match up. If you look at it, if you go back to February, look at all job postings in the United States, we're only 2% below in terms of job postings, in terms of the number, where we were in February. Well, that was pre-pandemic. Well, when we got into the pandemic, those job openings were about 46% less. So we've gone from May being that far down, Greg, all the way back to almost where we were pre-pandemic. And then when you match that up, you know, consumers in the United States are adaptable. That's one thing Americans can do. They can adapt. And McKinsey Company came out with a study looking at this consumer strength, and they did a sample across the country of every four people in the sample they picked up. Three people were shopping because of COVID in a new way. Mm -hmm. So people, not only are the jobs open, but people are adapting. And that combination is very powerful here at the end of the year. Yeah, and I, that, that's great insight. And Trey, you added to that and gave some great insight about corporate earnings. If corporations are making money, they're able to hire people as well, or due to innovation, utilize technology to help those earnings. Talk about that. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we're getting a lot of questions from clients about this uh, resurgence of coronavirus and a potential lockdown 2.0. We're hearing uh, in Europe, uh, you know, there's a chart we can put up that shows where the uh, coronavirus is expanding quickly in Europe and we're seeing a, a resurgence in the U.S. And so, but with, with that resurgence and the potential of a lockdown, why haven't we seen markets react like they did back in March? And the reason is because companies are much better prepared than they were back in March. Corporate cash in the S&P 500, the 500 largest publicly traded companies in the U.S., sits at over $2 trillion. That's a lot of cash on hand that they can use to you know, employ people, keep people on, on the payrolls, increase their, their hiring. Uh, they can also use that to uh, pay a dividend, buy back stock, pay off debt. We saw a huge issuance of debt during the coronavirus crisis. The initial March and April, we saw the record issuance of debt by corporate America. So that debt really hasn't been used. So that cash is sitting on balance sheets. So companies are better prepared to withstand another shutdown, much better prepared than when they were shocked back in March. In addition, with the, uh, with the positive news on vaccines, we can now see the light at the end of the tunnel is likely actually the end of the tunnel and not just a train coming down the tracks at us. So that uncertainty has been removed. So you're seeing a, a stronger corporate America in the face of what was likely weakening consumer sentiment because of the, the fears of the coronavirus outbreak. You know, it, it seemed to hit Europe first and it seems to be hitting Europe again ahead of us. So the, the, watching the trends there will be important. But I do believe that large U.S. multinational companies seem to be in a much stronger position than they were a few months back. I think that's very optimistic news, not only in terms of people and their lives and and their jobs, but also from the standpoint of the economy, the markets, as we start to head into 2021. And so we have some very positive outlook as we move forward with the understanding you have to navigate. And also you have to manage the portfolios to the plan. And that's why we do financial planning at Five Plan Partners in relation to our clients' portfolios. So we have an understanding as to where they need to be and navigate through these trying times. We hope you have a great week. We hope you continue to share this information with others. 
We greatly appreciate that. And I need to close by saying in this month of November, we're thankful for you as well, for believing in us, for watching our blogs, for sharing it with others. And we hope that as the weeks progress, that you too will see positive information despite the coronavirus and also see that there's opportunities and innovation ahead of us. Have a great week and we'll keep you updated.